Reformed Church. But, you know, it, it is really a cool thing when you realize that even learning Jesus and the fact that he wants you to know him, I mean, it's like purely for your benefit. I mean, p- there's nothing that he gains. The only thing that he gained, which he wanted to gain from you knowing him, is you. Right? That's it. He won you and got to redeem you. And, uh, and, but that transaction meant that you were able now to share in his glory, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be one with you. Um, he wanted that closeness with you, and he wanted to be able to share everything with you and for you to be exactly like he is. Um, and he didn't have to do that, obviously. We have to recognize also, too, that when the Lord came and did what he did, that was purely voluntary. Um, there, was, there was nothing about what Jesus did that was under obligation. Jesus did not die because of your sin. Uh, he died for your sin, but he did not die because of your sin. He died because of his love for you. He didn't have to come. Uh, you know, humankind had made the mess that humans were in, and he, he could have just left us exactly where we were. He did not have to save you. He did not have to, you know, bless what we were just praying before about blessing your finances, and he didn't have to do that. Um, he could have provided something else, too. He didn't have to share everything that he had, uh, certainly, uh, let alone come at all. And everything that the Lord did he, did, he did out of the good pleasure of his will, the Bible says. Um, you know, actually, let me bring you there. I was going to bring you to something else, but uh, let, let me just bring you there to, to show you from Ephesians 1, um, which is it's really cool not only to know what the Lord did for you, but to understand why um, he did it. Uh, let's see. Ephesians 1, and we can, we can just start in, in, in verse 3. We might as well. Ephesians 1, 3. And just as blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Another, you know, just to point that out about the whole, you know, our truth about the Trinity uh, article that we have online. Uh, that's another verse there for you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So again, that going back to like the fact that he provided everything. There's nothing that you don't have this morning, uh, or whenever someone's listening to this, there's nothing that you don't have um, that the Lord has. He blessed you with every single thing. He exhausted every blessing um, and has already given that to you and lives on the inside of you. So you're complete now. And verse 4 says, according as he has chosen us in him, chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be uh, holy, set apart from the world and without blame before him in love. So he talks about blessing us with everything that he could possibly bless you with this morning. So, you know, even with, you know, Christmas and everything like that, the Christmas gift thing, you know, let the world get wrapped up in physical things like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving gifts, but, you know, just don't get wrapped up in that stuff. Take, take your happiness from that or how many, how many gifts you were able to get or like any of that stuff. That's such, that's such silly stuff. The, the best blessing you can be to your family is, is to share with them how God's given them all spiritual blessings. You want to give a gift to your family uh, this morning? You want to give a gift to your family, you know, at, at any point in time? Make sure that, you know, if it's parents to kids, that you're raising them and that you, you give them the opportunity to get to know Jesus. That's the, I mean, that's the best gift. That's, that's a gift that your, your kids will be talking about even after Jesus comes back. Where the thing that you wrapped up and put a bow on, uh, your kids are not even going to care about that at some point or another, either when they sober up or when Jesus comes back, uh, which is the same thing. But, um, man, they, they, that's the best thing you can do for your kids. So God's given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. And then instead of saying in Christ here, he says that God has made us holy and without blame before him in love. Changes the word from Christ to love because he is talking about Christ there. Um, so you're holy and you're without blame also this morning. God, God's not blaming you for anything. 
And, and you know, I'm not talking about God's just not blaming you on your quote-unquote best day. I mean, like, when you know what, you said something you shouldn't have said and did something you shouldn't have done and, and thought something you shouldn't have thought, and like, right then, God's not blaming you for anything. Because it's in love, it's in what Jesus did, um, that God's not blaming you for it. Jesus said, you know what, you blame me. Blame me for everything that they did so that they never have to be blamed before God uh, for anything that they do. And so that, that's something that continues on this morning as well. You're holy before God. You're holy when you're doing something wrong. That's when you're holy. You're holy when you do something wrong. You're holy. If you can't say that you're holy when you do something wrong, then you, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Uh, you're holy without blame before him in love when you're doing something wrong. Because it's not in works, it's in love, which means in Christ. It's because of what Jesus did that you're without blame, not because you didn't do anything wrong that you're without blame before God. Um, having uh, predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. So he, he, he destined, us, destined us, which is a teaching in and of itself, but unto the adoption of children. God adopted you as his child by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So this, I just want to remind you that this morning that um, you know, that right there is the motivation. For, it just named a bunch of things that the Lord did for us in Christ and then told us the motivation according to good pleasure of his will. Uh, not only was God not obligated to do any of this for us, but not, and not only was it voluntary, but it pleased him to do it. Uh, and this is talking about the sufferings of Jesus and the pain that he would have to go through to get you the things that you enjoy today, to make you holy and without blame, to make sure you are blessed in every single form and fashion. All these things, he says, is my good pleasure of my will. In other words, I desired it, and it was my good pleasure to do that for you. So this morning, just remember, you know, you don't need anyone else's acceptance this morning. You don't need anybody else's anything this morning. You have the Lord's acceptance. You're holy without blame before him in love. Um, you know, if you read on even just the next verses, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted, which to my understanding, that word accepted is actually the same word where, that he actually told Mary about being highly favored. That's what that word is. He has made us favored in the beloved. So you see these words, in Christ, in love, in the beloved. It's all talking about in Jesus. That means it's not dependent on what you do day to day. It's not dependent on, you know, uh, the bad thoughts or not that you think. It's, it's based on Jesus. So just, just remember, all these things the Lord has done for us and the fact that it was according to the good pleasure of his will. He, it pleased him to, to suffer for you. It pleased him to do these things, and it pleased him to give you all these things to make you his own. So uh, that's what you have this morning, and again, that's the best gift that you can give anybody, is to remind them about those things, and for you yourself to continue in these things as well, because you know what, we don't do ourselves any favors, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll sacrifice, you know, um, you know uh, uh, either time with the Lord, or we'll sacrifice being sober-minded, you know, to, um, for a lot, to, to run around and kind of do all these different things, especially at this time of year, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with gifts and nothing wrong with all of that. Um, again, the Lord will prosper you so you're able to give gifts in the future. It's just that we run around doing all these things and sometimes even like totally overlook really the best thing that we can do, be doing for somebody else. And again, that's to remind someone of Jesus. So, um, and I, I, obviously I know you guys understand this, otherwise you guys wouldn't be in church on Christmas morning. So um, anyway, it's just a cool thing. According to the good pleasure of his will, God was pleased to do it for you um, because he loves you, right? So that's how it works. We can enjoy that this morning and share that with somebody else, right? And you know, when you know that for yourself, it's just gonna, it's gonna abound through you in loving good works to other people just effortlessly. When you're all wound up in here, it don't come out like loving good works. But when you understand Jesus and you're being perfected in love in, in your mind, that's how it comes out toward other people as well. We hope you enjoyed this message from Reformed Church. 
If you have, please share this with someone else and help us get this unpopular message to the world. If you'd like to support Reform Church, you can do so at reforminus.com slash give. Also on our website, you can take advantage of our free messages, articles, and even full discipleship courses. Start reforming your mind now at reforminus.com.